yo yo welcome to the make it rain podcast here we are on episode 17 we are a day after the regular nba season has come to a conclusion i am going to introduce my guest today welcome back dylan what's up man what's up how's it going just trying to make it through the day day to day taking it cool cool uh so the regular season has ended and we are now diving into the playoffs today i actually listened to uh episode five that we did back in october oh so (laughs) we might talk a little bit about that but today uh we are talking about the playoff predictions uh we're going to preview the first round matchups uh, we are going to do some playoff predictions for the semifinals, conference finals, and finals matchup. See if anything has changed over the last uh, six months. Uh, we'll talk about some the awards like the MVP, Most Improved, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, Sixth Man, and Defensive Player of the Year. And then we'll talk about, uh, we'll do our pick for Game 1. Are you ready to dive into our playoffs predictions? Let's go, man. All right. Uh, let's start off with the East. So for the East, we got Milwaukee versus Detroit in the 1-8. Boston Celtics versus the Indiana Pacers, the 4-5 matchup. The Toronto Raptors and Orlando Magic for 2-7. And the Philadelphia 76ers against the Brooklyn Nets for the 3-6 matchup. Uh, let's start off with the first one, the Milwaukee Bucks and Detroit Pistons. Uh, do you want to say anything about this matchup? No contest. No contest. The gap between Milwaukee and Detroit is so vast. Right. The only player that Detroit even has worth anything is Blake Griffin. And they have like a million guys to throw at him. Yeah? How, how many games are you giving uh, <laughs> Detroit? Three. Sweep. It's a sweep. Four games. Oh. It's not. It's not going to be close. Not going to be close. Blowout. It's going to be an exhibition. <laughs> Blowout games. Any close games? Blowout games. Well, all right. My preview for this playoff for this series is who's going to guard Giannis. It has to be Drummond, right? Like they don't really have any good perimeter defenders. Well, maybe like they probably have some that are good. But I can't name them right now because. Whoever was on their roster is not on their roster anymore. But, like, just, like, size-wise, it kind of has to be driven. Blake Griffin isn't going to do it. You think Blake Griffin's going to defend Giannis? I don't think so. I mean, you think Andre Drummond's going to take him 94 feet? They're probably going to switch. Who's going to block? Who's going to be in the paint? I don't even know. Like, that's the thing. Like, all the perimeter players are, like, pretty small Yeah. from what I can remember. So, like, they don't have the size to guard Giannis. Mm-hmm. Blake Griffin has the size, but he's not a good defender. Yeah. Like, almost by default, it has to be German. But who knows? Maybe they'll, like, trap or something, but it's not going to work. Because they're, like, they're going to surround him with, like, four shooters and game over. So, uh, Detroit will... Dominate in the paint and slash the glass because you got. Jordan. Will they though? I mean, I think so. I mean, like, I guess they could dominate the boards. Yeah. But I don't think they'll generate enough offense, and I don't think they defend well enough for it to matter. 
Like, maybe they were a better defensive team. Like, yeah. it might matter. Like, the way, like, OKC was, like, a well, few years I, ago. I think they'll get offensive rebounds. I, I'm not sure if they're going to make those, you know, shots because they're not, you know, that great offensively. But, you know, they might win in the rebounding totals. They will, but I don't think it'll matter. Yeah. Like, I think they're going to just get run off the floor and whatever benefits from offensive rebound they're going to get, it's not going to matter. So I I also said that uh, there's not really a small forward or decent guard play, which is true. <laughs> I don't want to say they don't have decent guard play. I mean, it's but okay. the only like Reggie Jackson's okay. He's the problem with Reggie Jackson is he's not that great of a shooter. He's, like he's gotten better, I think, small. like the last few months. Yeah. But like he's never been a particularly efficient offensive player. So it's just like, and here's the other thing: Milwaukee has a lot of perimeter guys to throw at them. Even though they don't have um, Brogdon anymore, yeah. they still have like Eric Bledsoe. They got Covington, George Hill. They just have so many guys to throw at them that, like, I don't think it'll even fucking matter. What do you think of the Milwaukee? So they they made the playoffs like you know several years, but they haven't won. A playoff series since 2001, I think. Do you think they're gonna be they're gonna struggle a bit? Cause you said they're gonna sweep them. I got Milwaukee in six. I think Detroit, you know, will take their home games. So I don't think it's gonna be that close. Like uh, I'm talking four games gonna get run off the floor by the Milwaukee oh, Bucks. Like you'd understand, like. There's only two teams in the playoffs this year with, like, a negative differential, and it's Brooklyn and Detroit. Yep. At least with, like, Brooklyn, I can kind of see what they can do. Mm-hmm. With Detroit, it's kind of like Blake or die. Yeah. And that's, like, the worst thing you can do. You don't think Blake's going to get one game? No. <laughs> like, the problem is Blake is good. Yeah. Like, Blake might actually even be great mm-hmm. at his peak, but he's not transcendent enough. Where he can carry like a bunch of uh, non factors. I guess like Luke Kennard has come on like the past month or so. Yeah. Maybe even two. I don't remember. But like, will that be enough? I don't know. Because Milwaukee dominates on both ends of the floor. They do. So they do. where is Detroit going to get even like any room to breathe? I mean, I don't know. Well, the coach will have to find a way, but. If you can't score and you can't defend, yeah, like what else is there? That's true. So you're taking Milwaukee in four. Milwaukee in four. And I got the, I got Milwaukee in six. You want to add anything else before being too generous? You being too generous being with too generous. <laughs> Uh You want to go to the next series? Already. All right. Uh, we got Toronto at. Toronto and Orlando. This this series is um I have complicated feelings about this. Yeah. I think the physical play of Orlando is going to give Toronto fits. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're going to be able to score enough points for it to like matter, I guess. I think Orlando is going to get swept, but yeah. it might be like a tough four games because of the length. 
in the switchability of like that the, the front court with Gordon and um, Isaac. But other than that, like they can't score, and that's going to matter, especially yeah. with a team like Toronto who can do both. Yeah, they they can. They're pretty good defensively. So if you can't score, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up. So another sweep for you. Yes. The bottom of the East is just, yeah. it's just like that six through eight. Mm-hmm. They're kind of lucky to be there. So. Well, I, I mean, I said I'm glad to see Orlando make the playoffs. They haven't made the playoffs since 2012, since Dwight was on the team. So, and they they were top in defense uh, the last 30 games. Uh, they have a lot of young talent, as, you know, we said. But I think Toronto's too experienced, and uh, I got Toronto in fives. I'll give Orlando one game. I, I couldn't I couldn't make that leap mentally <laughs> in my mind. Like like I'm rooting for Orlando. There's a bunch of guys there that I really like. They have Markel, who hasn't played all year for them, but it's fine. Gotta watch I, out for Terrence Ross. Like Terrence Ross is good. But like Terrence Ross is also like best as like a bench player. Mm-hmm. So watch like watch him come off the bench. And he's not someone that I think is um he's not like a super high end bench player, I guess I would say. Like he's not like a Lou Williams. Mm-hmm. And even Lou Williams struggles in the playoffs, so yeah. I don't know. Like, is he Manu? I don't think so. Oh. I, I think Orlando will get one. I, I mean, one one home game. Like, I think you can get one home game. Maybe game three. Maybe maybe game three or four. It's kind of hard for me to trust Orlando with anything. Yeah, it's. The top of the East is just actually like so. This really is like huge gap where they, those two teams are just gonna sweep the other two. Like Toronto and Milwaukee are both like two of the better teams in the league. Like yeah. not just like the East. No, no, like, I, I agree. With all you, yeah. like both all, conferences, all, all, the entire league. I the entire league. They're probably like two of the top teams. Like maybe behind Golden State. No, I I definitely agree with you, but I think I think both teams can get at least one game. Like. <laughs> If we were did like universal seating, like no conferences, yeah, they wouldn't even be in it. They would be like within the top three. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like I mean, like granted, record wise, they would be, but I'm just saying, like if they just like yeah. played, we we did a, a mock mock NCAA draft last was last week with the seedings, but Orlando wasn't in it because Miami had the better record at the time. Like, that's the thing. It came down <laughs> to, like, the last... Yeah, it came down to the last day. Last so, day of the regular season. Like, they barely even... Well, like, Orlando, Orlando, it was Detroit who was hanging on. And they kind of only made it because, like, their division is terrible, but, like, granted, record-wise, they made it anyway, but, like, their division is terrible. The Southeast Division? Yeah, like... Yeah. Yeah. They won that division, and, like, Orlando, they're, just... they're talented, but I don't think they're ready to be good. Oh, they're like, not ready. They're like, just, they're probably, like, you know, it's welcome to the playoffs. Like, like they're kind of, like, average, but with yeah. potential to be more than that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I like I said, I think Toronto's going to win this in five. Also, we need to, like, give a little credit to Vooch. Like, he's been playing well all year. We haven't talked about him. So, like, maybe if he goes off, they might be able to win a game with him. But I think the gap is too wide. Like, maybe if they were playing like Boston, I'll give them a game. All right. Uh, let's go on to the next one. 
uh, Philadelphia 76ers against the Brooklyn Nets. There's a lot of experts saying that, like, Brooklyn might give them trouble. Yeah. Partially because, like, I think they um, struggled, like, guarding, like, uh, the smaller guards this year. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to matter. Like, I don't—I think in the, it's going to be like that year with Miami when they were like, oh, yeah, Miami might give them a little trouble the first year in the playoffs. And then they, like, ran Miami at the floor. I think that's what's going to happen here. It's like I, I mentioned this earlier. Like, they're the second team. Like, them— in Detroit with a negative differential that made the playoffs. Like, that's bad. Yeah. Like, I can't kind of, I can't wrap my head around that. Like, I understand that talented players, mm-hmm. but the team that, like, how are they going to stop Joel? I heard Joel might miss the playoffs. Like, I mean, the I, first round or so. He might miss the, a little bit the of the first, first game. Round. Yeah, the first game. I heard the first game. I know, like, he's hurt and he might miss, like, a few games, but I, don't think even without them, I don't think it'll matter. I think they're nah, I too think good. So like Jimmy Butler, Simmons. It's just gonna be too much. See, for me, I would I didn't I didn't go sweep, but I would with Philadelphia's talent against the Nets talent, I would be like kind of like borderline there, but I'm not there. I gave I gave uh Brooklyn one game. So I, I had Philly in five. I think I can give Brooklyn one game. They have like a, they have a nice like system they have there. They have like mm-hmm. talented players, but at the same time, I always feel like whenever they actually need a bucket, they end up defaulting to, hey D'Angelo, do something. And sure, like Philly will like give him like a million like mid range jumpers, which he has hit a surprising amount of, like at like a really good clip. But I don't think it's gonna matter. I'm just right. not talented enough. Out of the three, Milwaukee, Detroit, Toronto, uh, Toronto, Orlando, Philadelphia, and Brooklyn, which one has the biggest gap, in your opinion? For me, I would go Philadelphia and the Brooklyn Nets. That I, is true. I don't... is there? I think the starting five, like, the starting five is just going to you know, blow... They don't, they don't have, like, a, you know, like, a consistent bench, but their starting five is, like, legit. Um, with Brooklyn, I think I'm more into like their structure. Like I, I, they have talent that I like, but I think their structure is what makes this what's the difference between them and like Orlando yeah. and Detroit. Like they have the talent, and they can make it work because of their structure. So they overachieve a little bit, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I also know that they're like super limited. Yeah, I don't believe in like their roster as currently constructed. No, me neither. But like other than that, like. They play hard and they play smart for the most part. Yeah, and that's gonna be worth something. All right, I'll, so you got Philly in five. Philly? No, I'm gonna go Philly in four. Oh, three sweeps. Three sweeps. Three. Sweeps. I just don't believe in like the six through eight in the East. It's. I'm pretty sure I said this in the first podcast too. Like, whoever kind of makes the playoffs in like that bottom half of like the Eastern. Conference, yeah. they're essentially kind of there only because they're not quite as bad as the rest of the East. You did say that, so my faith in them is, yeah, yeah tempered at best. Well, I, I mean, I don't think Milwaukee and Toronto is like like they're dominating teams, but Milwaukee, like they haven't won a series since like oh one, and like 
I mean, Toronto, you still got to see them. So if I had to pick a sweep, I would go Philly against the 76ers. I mean, against the Brooklyn Bets. I guess playoff experience does matter, but they took Celtics to the seven last year, and this year they're even better. Yeah. And they're facing Detroit. Maybe they were playing somebody else. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but Detroit's bad. Yeah. And Milwaukee is great. So they are, they are. Like you say the gap between like Brooklyn and Philly's like the largest, but I'm pretty sure the gap between Milwaukee and Detroit is even more vast because I don't believe in anyone there outside of like Blake Griffin to actually like do anything like guys like Luke Kennard and like Jermaine, they're fine. Mm -hmm. Like Kennard can shoot, Jermaine can rebound, I guess. But Jermaine is like outside of like his passing, he's kind of a zero on offense, especially Mm -hmm. in the half court. Yeah. Which is why I'm kind of like, how are they going to score? Are they just going to give Blake the ball the entire time? Like, I guess you can run, like, pick and rolls or, like, Reggie Jackson, but I don't have any faith in the current Reggie Jackson that they have. Yeah, so, but, essentially, just, But for like, Milwaukee, you got Giannis and, like, all right, Middleton was not you know, an all-star this year. And, like, you know, Eric Bledsoe. I know Brooke Lopez had a good year, but, like, compared to, like, the 76ers, you got Joel, you got Ben Simmons, you got Tobias Harris, you got Jimmy Butler, you know. That's why I had the gap as, you know, for Philly and the Nets is higher. But I would argue everyone after that, Milwaukee has to lead in. Yeah. Like, Milwaukee clearly has the better bench. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like... Part of this is kind of on Detroit, too. Mm-hmm. I just, whenever whenever I look at that roster, it's just not good. Like, they have t- some talent, talented players. Reggie Jackson is talented, mm-hmm. but I just don't know how that translates into the game as it is right now. Yeah. So it's, and if he's, like, your second go-to scorer, I don't know. Plus, Eric Bledsoe is probably going to make, like, an all-defensive team this year. Milwaukee's guarding at five positions. And here's the thing about Detroit. They don't have someone that can exploit uh, Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez has been elite this year at defending the rim. He has. Elite. Like, not just good, like, elite. Yeah, he was top in blocks, I saw. Elite. I was like, Brooke Lopez? Like, this man used to be defensively challenged. Yeah, so like, what they can guard everybody. Yeah, and and I mean you're right; they don't have uh, someone to stretch them out. So, and like they have like one shooter, Luke Kennard. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into the Boston Indiana series. I'll let you go first. I'm still trying to kind of like wrap my head around this one. Yeah, because they're a team that plays hard. And, like, last year, you saw them against, like, Cleveland. Yeah. They almost beat Cleveland, even though I never really felt like the series is in doubt. But Oladipo was there, too. Yeah, but now they don't have Oladipo. The equation has changed. Bogan is playing that Oladipo role. (laughs) He is, but... He might not be as good as he is, though. Yeah, but it would be better if he had both of them. I mean, yes. Yeah, but now that you only have one of them... You only have one, and, you know, Bogan is, like, a... One, you know, great three point yeah. shooter. 
but he's also like probably their only source of offense if it ever stagnates to like a half court set. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like they're really good at it, so I can't really even say they can't, they wouldn't be able to do operate in half court efficiently. Yeah. But I also remember last year there was a bunch of times where Oladipo had to go ISO mm-hmm. against Cleveland and. Cleveland didn't play defense. So what are they going to do with Boston? Granted, Boston's a little inconsistent. Yeah. But the talent gap there, it's another one that's super wide. But the thing is, Indiana... Indiana plays hard. Yeah, like it's not just that they play hard. Well, they they, they play maximize like each other, they maximize the strength that they have even yeah. more than Brooklyn does. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to just count them. I'm not gonna say this one's a sweep, but probably, it's probably gonna be like four, one, five games. Wow. Only because without Oladipo, it's hard to truly believe them. And they did start sliding in like the last month. Yeah. So they, you can they, start seeing the weaknesses. You can start seeing the holes and. Even though Boston is still kind of like road, though. Indiana, they can't win on the road for some reason. They lost like nine home game, uh, nine road games in a row. And guess what? They don't have home court advantage <laughs> exactly. either. Exactly. Uh, so uh, you'll hear my thoughts because I spent most of my last episode, episode sixteen, talking about the Pacers Celtics series. But to give a brief summary, uh, I <laughs> all I gave Indiana no shot. I don't think it's a sweep, but I think at least last week I thought it would. If Celtics had home court, I said Celtics in five. If Indiana had home court, I said Celtics in six. Uh, now that Marcus Smart is out, I'm a little bit you know hesitant. I the Celtics are still going to win the series, but I have the Celtics winning in six games. The Marcus Smart thing does throw like a little wrench in the equation, but I I accounted for that. I was like, even with out Marcus Smart, I don't think it'll matter. Only because Boston still has like Jalen. Yeah. Even though he's hasn't defended on the same level he did, he was like last year. He can still lock down Budanovich. if he can, he can if, but Marcus Smart just makes like those winning plays that are not on the stat sheet. Yeah, I guess the wor- the only thing worrisome is now like Terry Rozier is to play, yeah, and he's been bad. Like he's been bad this season. To put it, he's, he's been bad, <laughs> and like even when Terry was good, he doesn't really fill the same niche. Like Marcus was a guy that you could kind of like put him on like anybody and defend him. I don't think Terry can do that. No, <laughs> so the switchability there is a little lacking, but I don't know. The thing is, the Celtics cannot underestimate Indiana. Oh, they can't. Just because Oladipo's out. They can't. cannot do that. And they should not do that. I don't. I also don't think they have an answer to Al Horford. That's the thing. Like, traditional bigs are going to yeah. struggle to guard Al. And two of their better players are both traditional bigs. So, how are they going to handle Al? And also... No more back-to-backs for Al. Nope. Especially in the playoffs. Like, Al struggles out of back-to-backs. Yeah. But now that you've eliminated it, you have, like, good Al every game. That's true. Playoff Al came last year. Also, you actually have Kyrie this year, so. You got Kyrie. And Gordon Hayward's finally playing well. Uh, I don't really believe in Hayward that much, so. Yeah. But, I 
great. I just think I I just think the talent is just like there's just too much talent for the Celtics to lose this. Oh yeah, that's definitely <laughs> it. Like that's <laughs> the main reason. It's just like. But at the same time, like the Celtics has also also been like on and off from time to time. But I I think like, they'll be able to like get like together. Legit, this might be considered uh, one of the biggest upsets in the NBA. <laughs> if the Celtics lost this series, it would be. <laughs> but I don't see it happening. Like they're just not exactly. good enough. And the end is just not good enough. And, you know, they had a great season. You know, credit to them, credit to their coach. You know, they did most of the season without Oladipo, but it is time for them to fade into the sunset. Yeah, man. I just don't see any way out for them. Me neither. Me neither. But let's go. Let's talk into the West for the first round. Oh my god. Yeah. The West is like the first round is where it's at. Yeah. All right, let's go to the first one. Golden State Warriors versus LA Clippers. Oh no, this one this one this one this one's bad. It's over. Four games. This one's a sweep. This, there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> well, there is something to talk about. The Warriors too good and they've and um the Clippers are running probably way too many young guys. Mhm. Also, that you have Lou Williams uh history of struggling in the playoffs. So I would ask myself, like, if one of your better players struggles in the playoffs and then you have a bunch of younger guys that you don't know whether they'll actually step it up under the bright lights, well, the brighter lights of the playoffs, I have a hard time seeing them winning a game. Maybe they can be, like, kind of competitive, mm-hmm. but this is a team with, like, four all-stars, yes. two, like, all-NBA players. Two, like, when healthy, at their peak, MVP candidates. Mm-hmm. So, as long as, like, Steph and Durant is healthy, I don't think there's any contest. I mean, I, I, I agree. There's no contest. But I want to ask you something. So, you have four sweeps right now out of the eight games. Yes. I don't know if you remember the game... One, I forget what you, it was. One of the Miami years. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Game One, Chicago versus mm-hmm. Miami. I don't remember if it was the semifinals or conference finals, but Nate Robinson was on that team, and I think, I mean, should, I I don't know if the people you know if the experts picked uh, Miami to sweep Chicago, mm-hmm. but that Chicago team was. I, I think they were decimated with injury that year too. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that I think that that gap that that series was a huge gap. I'm just wondering why you have all these these sweeps. I believe in the top end talent. Yeah, I think the top end talent has been as good as it has ever been in like a while. Mm-hmm. Especially like. Milwaukee, Toronto, Golden State. Yeah. Like, those three teams. Yeah. Like, I don't think we have had as good... Well, I wouldn't say that. Actually, I would. I don't think, like, the top three has been, like, as good as this in a while. Mm -hmm. Where, like, you could kind of argue maybe those two teams in the East could challenge Golden State. Yeah. Like, I could make that argument. I wouldn't exactly, like, believe it, but I could. So you don't believe in teams that play hard 
to get one game at home? I believe teams that play hard. I just don't think those teams are good enough where the effort will matter. Yeah. Well, counterbalance the gap in talent. Like, I believe in Doc Rivers. Yeah. I have him as a, I have him as like one of the guys that I think are going to be coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Actually, he might be my coach of the year. Yeah, we'll get into that later. But the thing is, who there like worries you if you're Golden State? Well, it's not as one player, but as a unit, as a collective unit. I think there's too many flaws. Yeah. I mean. Yes, one of these teams could always, like, win a game. Like, maybe if one of these top seeds decides to, like, coast or just, like, come out of the gate and struggle. Mm-hmm. Always possible. Yeah. But I just don't see it. You I th- mean... You think it's very unlikely? I think it's unlikely. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll give you my prediction. Uh, I had the Warriors in five. I think the Clippers will win one game. Uh, I think they play hard enough to win that one game. Uh, the... You know, the Warriors are the defending champs. The Clippers are, you know, young, you know, got, like, rookies. And then, you know, their bench is good. You know, their bench is all right, you know, with Lou Williams and Marches Harrell. And, but I think I think Coach Stock Rivers will win you one game. Oh, I don't think Golden State is going to play. Uh, especially not in the playoffs. You don't think they're going to stick it up, relax for maybe one game? They're like, eh. The only time I see them struggling is mostly when, like, one of them is, like, hurt. Usually yeah. Steph. And if Steph is healthy, which he appears to be. Yeah. The Clippers, play, they play physical. I don't even know if Golden State is going to lose in the playoffs really? up until, like, the finals. Really? Wow. Like, maybe if they catch Houston. Who well, they I would think... catch Houston in the next round. Yeah. But, like, other than that. I'm just trying to think of teams that might even, like, give them a challenge. Like, so I don't you, see it. You think they're going to have a simple path to the finals? Yes. Okay. The teams that can score w- won't be able to defend. Mm-hmm. And the teams that can defend, they struggle to score. Yeah. And if you're going to beat Golden State, you got to do both. That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, so you had the Warriors sweeping the Clippers, and I had the... Clippers having one game. Uh, let's get into the next one. Denver Nuggets at the San, uh, first, the San Antonio Spurs. This one was hard for me. I've really thought a lot about this one. Yeah. Only because I'm not a big believer in Denver. I think they're good. I'm not a big believer either. But there are a lot of questions. Like, can Jokic carry the team? Yeah. Like, if it comes down to that. Mm-hmm. And then they have, like, the other guys are, like, super inconsistent, like Murray. Murray's been inconsistent all year. And uh, I don't think Barton has played well this year at all. Um, but the problem with San Antonio is, I guess it's a little bit of DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, you don't know which Aldridge is going to show up. <laughs> I like I like DeRozan. I really do. And I want him to succeed. But I don't know if he will. And he hasn't exactly played the best this year. So, like, there's nothing for me to, like, lean on either. Like, if he was, like, playing, like, really well, I'd be like, oh, maybe there's hope here. But, like, he's been kind of, like, he's been good. Yeah. 
he hasn't been great. Lamarcus Aldridge, another guy that that's been good, but not great. Mm-hmm. And just like the structure of that team. They usually win when he's having a great game. Yeah. But at the same time Yeah. But at the same time, like Pop playing Denver is exactly the type of series that you're like, oh man, if I bet against Pop here, I'm probably going to be like I'm probably gonna regret it. Yeah. Because like I don't think Denver is good enough to like blow them out. Mm-hmm. But at the same time when I look at the talent on San Antonio, I'm also like a little suspect. So I'm I'm gonna go seven yeah. Denver. Okay. Uh, I'm really, really tempted to go Spurs. Oh, I wanted to too. I was but like, I think that Denver home court is really gonna matter. Also, this is not the same Spurs team as before. It's like not, that's something not. into account. The, true. But Denver, they also like Denver is really bad on the road, but they are really, really good at home. I guess it's going to come down to um, can they exploit Jokic's defensive li- um, his defense? Like he's been good this year, yeah. like under like a certain scheme where he just kind of like draws back. But like if you like stretch him out to the perimeter, like can he do that? I don't know if he can. Maybe he can. I don't know. Well, but I ha- I have my tagline as the Denver the squad. So basically, Jamal Murray, Jokic, uh, Millsap, Gary Harris, and their their forward versus DeRozan, Aldridge, and Pop. I've completely forgotten about Millsap, which is kind of sad on my part. But and the shooters. It's just that, like, whenever I look at like Denver's team, I always like their best player. I guess lacks something. Yep. Like he's not bad. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, if it like slows down and they need him to like actually like, hey, can you carry the scoring load? Like, talent wise, he kind of can. But there's also like a bunch of times where I see them just like kind of like float around. So, what they gonna rely on like Jamal Murray? I guess they could do that, but he's been inconsistent as well. Yeah. Also, it'd be like his first playoff appearance. Well, both of them. Only yes, Mil-Sassi first playoff Mil-Sassi experience for experience. the entire team except Milsa. And Isaiah Thomas, I guess. Isaiah Thomas is out of rotation. <laughs> yeah, he's not playing. <laughs> so we both got Denver in seven. Yeah. All right. Because I only see, I've only seen one upset in this Western Conference. I don't see two. <laughs> but let's go to the next one, Portland and uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. I had a little trouble with this one also. Only because, like, OKC struggles yeah. as of late. Mm-hmm. It's a little worrisome because, like, Paul George has not played as well. Steven Adams, since the All-Star break, has kind of uh, been ineffective. I don't know why. He doesn't seem like he's hurt. I don't know what happened. And There's no Nurkic on the other side, though. Yeah. And Westbrook has been... His shooting has been bad this year. So, would they be able to do enough? Because, like, with OKC, they always kind of struggle to score. If uh, Paul George and, like, Russell Westbrook isn't, like, carrying that team. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could kind of say the same for Portland. That is true. Lillard and McCollum. Yeah. 
But they I, they did get more death though. That's the thing, like. The past. But that's the thing. Um, I'm still trying to like wrap my head around. Yeah. Because um. Like even though OKC showed that they were able to defend, like for the first half of the year, where they were like what, they kind of alternated between like one and three, mm-hmm. in terms of like uh, their defensive spot. But they've like kind of tanked it a little bit since the also breaking like in the middle of the pack now. Yeah, I think if they can defend, they will beat Portland. But if they can't, it's a little up in the air. But also, Nurkic isn't there anymore, mm-hmm. so that's a little worrisome. Like. Can they stop Steven Adams without him? They don't exactly have, like, a stretch big that could, like, uh, play Steven Adams off the floor. But, like, Steven Adams most of the time doesn't get played off the floor anyway. But it really depends on his performance as well. Like, is he going to struggle? I don't know. Like, which OKC team am I going to see? That's my biggest thing. So who do you have more questions on, Portland or Oklahoma City? And the thing is, like, Portland's also hot. I don't actually really have a lot of questions on Portland. Like, I know what they are. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like on OKC. If OKC can play defense, I don't think Portland can respond because they're so reliant on Lillard. Mm-hmm. And just like kind of like last year, if you can kind of like lock Lillard down. I, I feel I feel like this is a favorable matchup for OKC. Like, it was, yeah. like, they, like the Pelicans were last year. Yeah, but that's... lock up the two guards. Yeah. It's just a matter of, like, which OKC I get to see. Yeah. Like, the last few months is a little worrisome. Mm-hmm. But if they can regain their form, yeah. they could probably beat them. I'm going to go 7 OKC just because yeah, I am a Westbrook stan. And I'm going to go down with the ship. You're going down with the ship. Well, I got OKC in 6, actually. Uh, from what you basically what you described and what we were just talking about... Uh, I don't know. I just I believe in Westbrook. Like it's not. I don't believe in Lillard and CJ, but I think that Nurkic was a huge blow to their, you know, their playoffs. Even though they picked up Ennis Cantor, but you know he's an offensive guy. Yeah, I'm not really. He can be exploited. But I just think you know Westbrook and Westbrook and PG thirteen are bigger, and I think OKC will go back to defending, and I yeah. think that is how they're going to win that series. They're gonna lock Portland yeah. down. I'm still gonna. I'm still leaning towards OKC also, only because of the upside. Yeah. But Westbrook's shooting has. Uh, I mean, that, that's it's a little worrisome some, this year, yeah. mm-hmm. because I don't think he'll be able to like do as much on that end. Even though he's still <laughs> still good, yeah. just like his very like his very presence on the court just like has an effect. So you always have that. But the thing is, like his shooting is a little worrisome, and like. If he gets close and he's started, like shooting free throws, that's that's another thing. But their peak, if they can reach it, is better than Portland because Portland is still kind of the same team as last year. Like they made systematic changes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they're still mostly relying on Lillard. They have McCollum, but he's coming off injury too. But the other guys are going to have to like figure out how to do something. Yeah. If they want to be able to like challenge them, because OKC has a lot of defenders. Yes. They have Grant. Mm-hmm. They have George. Ferguson. Ferguson. So like, they can throw a bunch of guys. Yep. At Lillard. So if the other guys can't like step up, I don't know what they're gonna do. There's a lot of guys for them to hide like Westbrook on, like especially when Westbrook doesn't want to play defense. Yeah. 
So I don't think they can exploit OKC the same way. Like the only way I can see it like being like a dogfight is if OKC can't score. Because they have some of the ugliest offensive sets I've ever seen in my life. Like they have like no offensive sets. It's just like here, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, ISO. Which is why I was like, man, if Donovan can't like figure something out, you should have just gotten rid of him. Because I'm not sold on Billy Donovan as the coach. I've been iffy on Billy Donovan since like his first year. I was like, if you can't, if Westbrook isn't listening to you, I feel like some part of that has to be on you. Yeah. Because Westbrook listened to like Scott Brooks, and it's not like Scott Brooks is the greatest coach in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's just like there's just so many things about Billy Donovan that I'm just kind of like iffy on. He kind of reminds me of um, Fred Hoiberg. Like he might be a smart guy. But coaching NBA superstars is a whole different thing. And Brad Stevens is going to taste that now. He is. That was our coach of the year this year. (laughs) Oh, oh my. So many regrets. Like, now that I look back, I'm like, this was such a bad pick. But at the time, it was kind of hard for me to, like, foresee chemistry issues without looking back at hindsight. Yeah. No, I mean, I had it too. I agree. Well, uh, do you want to add anything to the Portland OKC, or are we good to move on? No, OKC in seven. All right, I got OKC in six. Uh, Houston versus the Jazz. I have Houston. I'm going to go with Houston in six. I think they'll give Houston fits because basically I think he- Houston's offense versus the Jazz defense. <laughs> yeah, it's a little worrisome that uh, Harden has had to carry such a load this year. That's mm-hmm. always a bad sign. Yeah. Hitting in the playoffs. And Chris Paul has been uh, bad. Like, I think he's been bad. <laughs> like, he's, like, um, he's dishing out assists. Mm-hmm. But, like, his scoring has really dropped off. Yeah. So, like, he was supposed to be your second creator. So, what happens now if he can't play that role? I mean, he can create just his scoring. Yeah. Like, if he can't create buckets and you can, let's say... Let's say, like, they trap Harden. They yeah. throw multiple guys at him. They're like, you know what? We'll take it. Yeah. We'll throw multiple guys at Harden, and um, we'll let whoever's out there, like, uh, shoot open threes or whatever. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Who knows? I just don't think they are good enough this time around to, like, to uh, be able to do that. That's, like... Um, Something that's to worry about, and they don't defend like they do last year, so they're super even more reliant on their offense. But at the same yeah. time, I don't think Utah's good enough. I, I don't think I think Utah, other than Donovan Mitchell, is probably challenged offensively. So, <laughs> I, well, I wouldn't say he's challenged offensively. Like Donovan Mitchell is like the best, uh, the best scorer. But it's just like all the other guys; they also kind of like in a similar position. Like when I look at them. Like well, yeah, usually, they have like, usually they just shoot threes. Like yeah, you have like Joe Ingles or whatnot. Ingles. But they also it's kinda like in the same scenario as Houston, where you have like a bunch of guys where like you either need to like I, they can't get their own bucket. You need to kinda like do things mm-hmm. for them to get their bucket. So I think it'd be like kinda tough. Yeah. But I think Houston wins in like six because James Harden is a beast. Yeah, I just uh, Houston is too explosive, and go so like Gobert is gonna be in the paint. 
And, you know, Houston's going to be shooting threes. So, yeah. you know, they're going to live and die by threes. But the thing is, like, you still need to get to the paint to, like, well, yeah, you, like, you can't just shoot. The whole point out. of having threes well, is to get, like, those open lanes to drive in. Yeah. No, I mean, no, exactly. But, you know. It's going to be another thing. Like, is Harden going to get the calls? That's going to be, like, a big thing. If he yeah. doesn't, then it's going to complicate things. Yeah, I mean, it'll be tough, but if he doesn't get the call, I still got, I, I still got Houston winning the series. Like, I think, I, like, with Capella and, like, Gobert, I think it's kind of like a wash. They're yeah. kind of like the same guy. They're like, oh, yeah, I can play defense. Mm-hmm. I can rebound. But my offense, uh, it's... Yeah. I can do, like, one thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so we both got Houston in six. Yeah. Okay. Your semifinals, who do you have? I think you have Milwaukee and Boston, right? Milwaukee, Milwaukee Boston, Boston, Toronto, and Philly. Toronto, Philly. All right. I had the same thing. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the East first. Milwaukee, Boston, who do you got? This is going to – I'm leaning towards Milwaukee yeah. only because from what I've seen this year, super explosive, yeah. can lock down. They, they were like the number one defense in the league this year. They were. So I guess my question – kind of is is will Al Horford be able to exploit like um Brooke Lopez? Yeah. Because if he can, it's gonna cause all kinds of problems. Because now like they're gonna have to like remove Brooke Lopez. Mm-hmm. Like I know they got like um Meritage. Is Meritage still healthy? Like he's I kinda hurt. like I kinda stopped following. He's hurt. Is he hurt? Yeah, Alright, so like their Brooke Lopez insurance isn't there anymore. Yeah. So it's gonna be a matter of like can Brook Lopez play? He's actually one of the key shooters too. Yeah, can Brook Lopez play? And if he can't, and it forces them to like kind of like shuffle their team, mm-hmm. they're already short a guy in uh, Brogdon. Yeah. So now they're gonna need to like fill in a hole. Will like uh, DJ Wilson be able to fill in that hole? I don't know. Yeah. Like he's been good, but can he like defend Al Horford? Or, like, I guess defend the next guy and have, like, Giannis defend Al Horford. But then that kind of shifts the role that, like, this team's already kind of, like, set as. Where, like, Giannis gets to, like, kind of roam around and they'll have, like, a guy behind him. Like, Giannis isn't pretty good at protecting the paint this year, like, stats-wise. But if you, like, switch up how they want to do things, would it throw them off? I think if you're Boston, you got to let Giannis get his and stop everyone else. I can't recall the rec- their their record this year off the top of my head, but whose record? The um, Boston versus Milwaukee. Do they both oh, go like no, two piece, or no, did Milwaukee win the season Milwaukee series? Milwaukee was two one. Okay, so Milwaukee. They only played three times, I think. And Boston won the yeah. first one, and then they lost the last two. Yeah, so I guess it really depends on which Boston you're getting. Yeah. I'm still probably gonna lean towards Milwaukee in seven. Mm-hmm. Home court advantage. And the fact that, like, this team has been really good this year. Yeah. But they have been starting to get, like, hit by the injury bug. So that's something to watch out for. So, like, Kyrie can be Kyrie. Yeah. And Al Horford does his usual thing in the playoffs where he's just, like, yeah, exploiting everybody's big man. <laughs> yeah. Then they have a shot to win. Mm-hmm. The talent's there. I mean, you got Jason Tatum, who's also been yeah. up and down. Yeah. Jalen Brown, another guy that's been up and down. Jalen Brown's been coming on Jalen Brown's Jalen Brown is his season this year is kind of weird to me 
like, like one day he'll go off for like thirty. You yeah. you go like eleven for like nineteen, score like thirty points. Mm-hmm. Then the next day you go like one for five and play like fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. And I always just like wonder like, what's going on with this guy? I think I think Morris plays too much. Morris has played too much. He is really faded. He's faded. Like he was like he was. Su- I understand why you played him early on in the season. Where he was like super hot. Almost talking about him being an all star. He was shooting like like five hundred like across the board like everywhere. They have has faded, but, but I'm like glad, I'm glad Brad put him back on the bench. And like he isn't like exactly good enough a defender to like still be putting out there when his shot isn't falling either. Yeah. So I guess it's gonna depend on like Hayward to actually like really ramp it up or like Jalen. See for me for for that series. It's really dependent if Smart comes back. Oh yeah, definitely. If Smart comes if back, Smart is not there, then I have to go Milwaukee. It's gonna be like a dogfight. But like, if Smart is there, then I'm gonna go Boston. But I don't know if he's gonna be in the series. Like the other thing is like Eric Bledsoe has played well this year. Yeah, but and also what, Milwaukee what has home court compared to last year. Yeah, like and what if they they've all. I mean, Middleton, they, they've taken a step up from last year. Like, they're, they're players. Yeah. So, you know, that's something else to worry about. But then, yeah. then, the, then the injuries just yeah. brings it down. So, yeah. you know. My thing will always still be the fit of Eric Bledsoe. Like, he's played well this year. He has. But, like, I feel like he can still be exploited a little bit because his shot, like, isn't really that great. Mm-hmm. And... He's, uh, I guess, like a natural, like, go-to ball handler of some sort. But technically, he shares with Giannis. And, like, if he can't shoot, I feel like you can, like, lean off him the way, like, you know, how you always do, like, non-shooters in the playoffs. And, like, hey, you know what? I can live with you taking eight threes a game. Well, that causes an issue for Milwaukee. If, like, they start sagging off him, like, the way, like, people used to do with, like, Marcus Smart in playoffs. Mm -hmm. They're no longer closing out on you. Yeah. So, like, there's, like, some things there. There's hope if you're Boston. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. But at the end of the day, the end product that Milwaukee has put on the floor, like, we're talking about, like, dominant basketball. Like, I think the, like, differential this year was, like, plus nine. Yeah. Which is, like, the gap between them and who was in second, I think it was, like, super wide. I think it was, like, three points. Yeah. So, there's something there for Milwaukee. That, like, it's hard for me to, like, doubt them until, like, I see something actually come up. Uh, for some reason, that, like, not their team, but their situation reminds me of the first time Toronto was in the playoffs for a while. Yeah. And I feel like there's potential. I mean, they're not going to screw it up against Detroit, but they, I think there's potential for them to just, you know, fold. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's just wishful thinking. Yeah. If if Smart's in it, then I got the Celtics. But right now, Smart is not playing, so I probably would have to go Milwaukee, as it pains me to say. I would argue the difference is Milwaukee doesn't have their, like, star players, I guess. Like, Giannis doesn't have a history of folding in the playoffs. Like, they, no, he lost not, last year. It's not but, him. He, but he it was went like, off, but it was everyone like, else. Like, him and Middleton. Like well, Middleton was pretty good, too. Yeah, they don't exactly have a history of, like, folding. So, I guess that would be the difference. Because, I mean, like, with Toronto... As, as, like, a team. Yeah. But, like, with Toronto, it started up on top. 
Like their stars folded. Yeah. Then everybody else couldn't really like carry. Well, I, I talk about their first time. You remember that series against Brooklyn? Yeah. Like the Nets. Yeah, but like you also understand, it started up even then. It started up on top. Yeah, I mean they kind of they they folded, but not to yeah. like they folded like to like LeBron and the Cavs like they do. Everything. Yeah, they didn't do that, but yeah. I just think the the peak of Milwaukee is better than what that Toronto team is. And there was no reason for me to believe that, like, their stars are going to, like, not come to play. This is ruining my, my bracket because I have Boston. <laughs> Man, you had Boston in the finals. I have Boston in I knew you were on something when I, you had Boston. Boston. I was like, you have Boston beating all these teams? Boston yeah, Boston not only beating Milwaukee <laughs> and you have them beating the it Warriors. Like Milwaukee was on the other side. Oh, no, I forgot. You had Philly. I have like, Philly they, beating Milwaukee. They, they can... Like I think I, I do have Philly being Milwaukee. I think they can do it. I think Philly has a chance to be Milwaukee too because they have like Joel Embiid, yeah, and Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and Ben Simmons. They have like that ceiling. Mm-hmm. I they just haven't had the chance to like even like reach that ceiling yeah. this year because they haven't had a lot of time to like mesh, mm-hmm. and like they were already kind of like having a little bit of a problem mm-hmm. uh, introducing Jimmy Butler to the offense. Yeah. I think Tobias Harris is going to be more of a seamless change, but we had to see. They still needed to build, like, I still need to see them build, like, the chemistry, which allows them to, like, have all of their pieces running well, I guess. All right. <laughs> I mean, they did beat Milwaukee before, so. Let's go into the uh, the next one. Toronto at uh, Toronto versus Philly. All right. So the question is going to be, do they have enough to stop Joel Embiid? It's all. This is essentially always going to come down to like, can you stop Joel Embiid? Like yeah. they got Marc Gasol, mm-hmm. and I guess he's supposed to be their guy to at least slow down Embiid. Yeah. But if they can't stop Joel Embiid. My question is Lowry. <laughs> yeah, Lowry has also struggled this year. Like, I think he's a big, like a big thing. Like if he's struggling, yeah. I don't know about the Raptors. You kind of need him, even though he's always struggling yeah. in the playoffs. I'm a little bit higher on the Raptors this year. Like, I know in the beginning of the season, I wasn't. Yeah. Mostly because I'm a hater. I'm not exactly a Kawhi supporter, but I can see the talent there. But the thing that really swayed me was, I thought Danny Green was washed. Yeah. And he proved this year he is not. And Danny Green's one of those guys, like, even though he's just, like, a role player who just kind of, like, cuts and shoots open threes, he's one of those guys that can convert it in the playoffs also. He doesn't fold. So when I factor in that, like, you have Danny Green, you have Kawhi, and then you also have Siakam. Siakam, depending on, like, I don't know what he's going to do in the playoffs yet. I don't think he played a lot last year. Also a question for Toronto is their bench. Which bench is going to show up? They still have Van Fleet. Yeah. So they're probably fine. Well, I, mean, I totally... He, f- he was there last Like, I'm completely year. blanking on... Oh, yeah, they still have OG. I think he's coming off the bench now. Yeah. yeah. Which, like, they have, like, a lot of death there at the wings. Well, and Ibaka's coming off the bench now. Yeah. So. The thing about, like, Siakam is, like, he's really become, like, an actual defender this year. So we're talking... They got, like, three wing guys. Mm-hmm. And two of them are, like, I guess, like, you can argue are going to be like borderline like great on defense. Like Danny Green's lost a step, but he's still very good. 
And I think their lineups were like Margasol. Like they're like some like they have like this, there was like some like crazy numbers like plus something when he actually plays in lineups, even though like is like a super limited sample size. Mm-hmm. But the thing is like because they can play so many different lineups and do it well, I think he's gonna they can cause trouble for every team that they play. And while I think Philly is big enough to cause them issues, I just like don't know. I feel like I have to go Toronto in seven. But I, I'm willing to be flipped for this. I'm willing to be flipped on this because I can still see Philly winning. But they have struggled against Toronto this year. That's something else yeah. I'm also going on. Yeah, they have. You're right about that. Uh, I, I'm just going with Philly, I think. I just, I mean, I'm not sold on Lowry. And I'm not sold on the Toronto we we know what Kawhi yeah. is gonna do. I like know what Kawhi is gonna do. Like that's also fair. Like Toronto has I'm not sold has on Lowry and I'm not sold on the bench. And you know, I mean, I, I know what I know what Kawhi yeah. is gonna do. But is Kawhi enough for basically that starting yeah. five in, in Philly? Like so much of this team is different. It's why like I kind of didn't weigh as much this time around. Yeah. Because like even if Ibaka like disappears, they still have Marcus All there. Yeah, and like Danny Green was in there last year. He's there now. And turns out he's not washed. And Kawhi, you know what he can do. Like even with Laurie as he is, yeah. they have enough other stuff. That I think where like unlike last year, like previous years where they kind of relied on him to Rosen, and well, like if they I didn't think, show I up, I think Danny Green like I'm, he's not like he done pretty. He's done pretty well. But I think he's going to be more of an impact on the defensive side than more on the offensive side. Danny Green does exactly what you need to do. He can shoot threes at high volume, he can shoot threes. make them, and he can play defense. And for a guy like Kawhi, who is kind of like one of those like isolation scorers, yeah. uh, he's a great guy to have. He is. A guy that doesn't I really – he's kind of like a lower-end version of like Clay, I guess. He's definitely not as explosive as Clay. Yeah. But like he's kinda like that, where he he's one of those guys that doesn't really need the ball. But he will still come to play. And you can feel his impact. Well, are you gonna play through Kawhi or are you gonna play through Marcus Law? I think you have to be able to like do both. Like right. that way you have like more options. Right. Like you can play through Marcus Saul when you need to go big. Yeah. And most in the rest of the other time you can definitely go through Kawhi, which since he's your superstar, which is obvious. Mm-hmm. But I think just, like, having so many op- – like, they can play big and small. Like, they can sit Marcus Gasol and play, like, Ibaka at center, yeah. which is also a lineup that's proven to be able to work, mm-hmm. even though Ibaka's, like, shooting has faded off since, like, the beginning of the year. Yeah. Their versatility is probably they're what very, intrigues me the most. They're very versatile. Like, when I look at a team, like, they have a bunch of guys that are that can play and are good. They don't really have any holes there. Yeah. And even if – there is. They have another guy behind him who can step it up. Mm-hmm. They can play big. They can play small. Yeah. So, unless like they kind of like uh, shit the bed, I guess. Yeah. I, hard... I mean, I don't think they are. I just think like Philly. Mm-hmm. You just got you know you have Joel who's gonna stop Joel. <laughs> Tobias Harris, oh. Jimmy Butler. You know that's why I. Ben, ben that's why Simmons I think. Ben Simmons, like, he can't shoot, yeah. but, like, 
That's why I think you know, he can run the show. That's why I think Philly's still like very. That's why I'm. That's I can easily be flipped. Philly. I can easily be flipped. It's just that the fit in Toronto, I can see. Yeah. Well, Philly's more of a question mark, but at the same time, I also understand that like if they do get it together, if they ever are able to do that, like Philly has a lot of guys there, and yeah. you got to account for all of those guys. Mm-hmm. And as always, like Joel is an MVP candidate. Like, if he can, like, truck your team, like, yeah. you're in trouble. But if you can kind of, kind of hold him, then Philly gets into a little bit more of a trouble because Joel Embiid, like, they kind of, like, need him to dominate on most nights to beat, like, really good teams. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. They still have Jimmy Butler. I don't think he's quite caught his stride yet, but he's also oh, a guy that they can. Jimmy the clothes. Yeah, they've also, yeah, Jimmy's also a guy that they can uh, go to to close. Which was an issue for them last year because, like, if Joel can't go off, you can't really rely on Ben Simmons to score. That's not really his thing. But now that, like, you got a guy, like, uh, after Joel, you can go to Jimmy, yeah. that hole has been covered a little bit. It's just that, like, their chemistry, the whole chemistry issue, and the fact that they, like, are playing, like, James Ennis, yeah. like, major minutes, I just don't trust James Ennis, like, at all. Why are they not playing Jonathan Simmons? That's what I want to know. I asked the answer on Twitter. What happened to Jonathan Simmons? This guy was a major contributor just a year ago. And he was a really good player when he was with the Spurs. He's a pop guy, too. Yeah. Brett Brown's, uh, you know, from the pop trees. I mentioned the same thing. (laughs) I don't know what's going on there. Like, I guess I can understand why. Because they need shooting around Joel and Ben. And, And this is the better shooter. But at the same time, like, this guy filled a... Uh, a position of need for Houston, yeah. and Houston just let him go. They were like, you know what? We're okay. We're going to have, like, Daniel why, House. I don't, I don't know why really they, good, by the way. I don't know why they let him go. They should have kept him. But like. I think that's the thing. Like, there is something there. Like, this guy is clearly not as good as, like, some of his, like, numbers may indicate that he might be. Mm-hmm. Like, he's never been, like, a great defender. He might just be, like, an average defender at best. But, like, if his shooting isn't making an impact on your team, then that's problematic. Let's go into, uh, so we your semifinals was Milwaukee and Toronto. Toronto. Milwaukee and Toronto. <laughs> I really want to go Boston, but I don't know Smart's there, so I, uh, I, I'm going. Smart's only going to be out, like. Um, they said four to six weeks. Could four be to the six first weeks. two rounds. Someone said they might be three to five. Three to five. I guess, I guess if you're Boston, maybe you don't want to sweep the Pacers. Like you no, might you like want you, you want to linger a little bit, get smart, yeah. a little more time to come back. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's huge, and his smart's not there. I, I, I have yeah. to go Milwaukee. So right now I'm gonna go Milwaukee. Yeah, and I have Philly, Milwaukee, and Philly. Uh, so we'll do the conference finals. I don't know what I want to do for this one. Yeah, because. I believe in the whole that is the new Toronto team. Yeah. But I've also seen, like, Milwaukee. Like, that team's really good. It, they are really good. They are really good. So, teams. I guess it depends on where I want to lean on this. Do I want to believe in the whole makeup that is Toronto, or do I want to believe in what I've seen from Milwaukee? And I have reason to believe that Toronto has... Actually, 
I think I initially had Milwaukee going, but now that I'm actually like sitting here thinking about it, I might have to go with Toronto in seven. Only because of the versatility of that team and the yeah. amount of things that they can throw at Milwaukee. Like if they can like, well, they don't exactly have a guy like Al Horford or even like a stretch big that can like, I mean, that if Baca yeah. can a little bit, if Marcus yeah. Saul can hit some threes, yeah, like, but not like consistently yeah. like Al. Actually, I guess Marcus Saul is a little bit like Al. Like he can kind of do can that stuff. Kind of stretch it out. Yeah, I guess if, that's the thing. Like if they have a guy that can play Brooke Lopez off the floor, and as good as they are already, and they have that in their um, utility belt, then I think they're gonna win. So now that I'm sitting here and thinking about it. If Marcus Saul shows up, if Marcus Saul can do what I think he can do, yeah, I'm gonna go with Toronto in seven. It's crazy. Uh, wow. Remember in the first podcast, I was like, "Don't talk to me about Toronto." <laughs> and now, I'm, now I'm Team Toronto. <laughs> he's, all, he's Team Toronto. We the North. We the North. <laughs> I have like a conspiracy. I, I I'll probably I have a conspiracy theory of why Toronto and like before this podcast, I had a conspiracy theory of why Toronto and Milwaukee was was just not gonna make it, and it was gonna be Boston and uh, either Boston or Philly in the finals. All right, we're putting our tinfoil hats. Let's go. What is it? <laughs> I just like I felt like you know I think well for well it's more of Toronto, Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee is small, you know, small market. Yep. I mean, it's you know, like I, I just feel like the NBA Finals they want to see Boston or Philly for you know the rest want to see that. But you Milwaukee know? has to start. Milwaukee now. has Giannis though. Like they've the NBA media has been painting Giannis as they their have, new darling. So have. I think they're trying to sell that. Was, so even, let's say this conspiracy is very true. Yeah. Milwaukee I, I just, has something I, going I for them. No, the thing is, the entire, like Giannis will yeah. get his, but will everyone else? And, you know, may, like Middleton's been good. You know? Yeah. And he's been good, you know, the last playoff series. But, like, Giannis is the only one I can trust on that team. Some think Giannis is the next coming of LeBron, and if, and and if he and if he's gonna be that, then this team is just talented enough for him to carry to at least the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, it's, 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 I don't believe it. That but. team reminds me of like that 06-07 Cavs team. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron, you know he beat the Pistons, and the Pistons were supposed to go to the NBA Finals yeah. that year against the Spurs, and then they got spanked by a team that's better than them. In this yeah. case, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. But my my conspiracy was more for uh, Toronto. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I don't. I just, I just don't believe. Like the NBA, they want global. You know, they want to make it global. But I, I cannot just see the NBA. You know, NBA Finals, Golden State against Toronto. You know, traveling up north to the border. I just, I cannot. I, I just for some reason I cannot see that. You know, happening. Not. And I think some, call, I think there are going to be some calls, some favorable calls, uh, you know, against Toronto and Milwaukee. I think there are going to be some favorable calls. Maybe, maybe not. But you know what? I'm going to like uh, push back on that. What? Remember when Dwight Howard brought Orlando to the NBA Finals? Yeah. Who cares about Orlando? I mean, that's sh- all right, <laughs> but that's still in the United States. Who cares about Orlando? <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I guess. Milwaukee's in the United States. Well, so that's, <laughs> so. More, that's more pushback from Milwaukee. <laughs> like, Milwaukee's in the United States. Mm-hmm. But, like, the fact that if this conspiracy is real, which 
I do not believe it is. If they let Orlando get to the finals, what's the difference between Orlando and Milwaukee? I mean, I'm yeah, pretty sure I mean, most people Orlando prefer to like Milwaukee, vacation yes. in Orlando, but Orlando and Milwaukee, but in terms but of like the market, they're kind of the same thing. My, my my theory is more for Toronto and going up north. I I actually that might be a very you know parallel because Orlando like they stopped. Like LeBron, they stopped LeBron. Like, well, they didn't stop LeBron. They let LeBron get his, and then everyone else was like, but they they were not as talented as Milwaukee. So here's another parallel I'll draw. The same way they're playing with Dwight Howard when they spread it out with Dwight Howard. That's how they playing. He's doing the same thing with Giannis. Yeah. The only thing is Giannis is better. Yeah, I mean Giannis is, can actually you know he has moves and he can Dwight do stuff on offense. Like a, he didn't have a post hook. So. <laughs> well, he, he <laughs> I mean he, he kind of did, but he did have like you know that yeah. offensive repertoire that like most centers back. Then the problem had. with Dwight is I had I think with Dwight was he had it, but he just wasn't good enough when things got really physical. Like if he had to like score over a bigger guy or like a. A guy that's like, well, someone that's taller than him or someone that's just like heavier than him, like Kendrick Perkins. Like, he couldn't really do anything there, like when he tried to post up Kendrick Perkins. But yeah, like, Dwight was good. He just wasn't good enough to like really do it to like the really talented post defenders. All right. Uh, we got we to gotta run through the West. Well, let's talk about the West semifinals. Uh, I think we both got Golden State at Houston, Golden State versus Houston. Golden State in five. Five. I don't think... Five? Golden State in five. Because uh, last year, what did I have? Houston was able to defend Golden State. Yeah. I don't think is this case this year. And that's the biggest thing. Well, part of it's also like Chris Paul's worse this year. Like maybe if Chris Paul recaptures his like former form, I could be like, oh yeah, this goes seven or six. Yeah. But... As what I see now, a struggling Chris Paul and a lack of defense in that team overall, and everything kind of just relies on James Harden dropping like 50. Yeah. yeah. It's hard for me to see them compete with a team like Golden State who has four all-stars and two all-NBA players who are also MVP candidates in That's... any other year. Damn. I actually, well, I didn't do the uh, series like, games but yeah i thought i thought that was gonna i mean i didn't think it was gonna be like last year how it went seven yeah but i mean i could see it you know possibly going six uh i mean james harden really got the thing is james harden in order for the rockets to yeah. win james harden has to, i think the load is to too much out. like the load is it too might much. it might be too much yeah like he's already had to ball out in the regular season he like in order for them to have a chance to beat them, he has to ball out. In the history of guys, and they like, have to make their threes. Yeah, like the history of guys carrying this much of a load in the regular season, it usually like affects them once the playoffs time comes. Mm-hmm. I, I can actually I... be talked into a sweep for this one too. Uh, like, I, like I'm, oh. I'm giving up respect to Houston right now by giving them a game. But like oh, the way as constructed, yeah, I can actually see Golden State running through the West. No, no challenge whatsoever. No, <laughs> like there's just no team in the West in as the right West. now is as well rounded enough to challenge them the way I see like a Toronto or Milwaukee doing. Okay. Uh, so you're the other side. You 
you had the Nuggets, right? Yes, I have the Nuggets. Nuggets and, and OKC. OKC yeah. All right, so we both we both had the same. Uh, who do you have? I think I'm gonna go with the Nuggets. I don't know how many games. Yeah. Like before, I feel like in a playoff setting, OKC probably like beats them. But I also remember that, like, I'm pretty sure the Nuggets have beaten them, like, every game in the regular season this year. At least I have watched. I haven't looked it up. Yeah. I should. But I have that kind of, like, factoring into my mind. I'm like, Denver has kind of had their number all year. Mm-hmm. They split. Oh, did they? Yeah. It was 2-2. Well, that, well, that was a wrench in my uh, theory. <laughs> I mean, I don't know which games. They I were think it's because, like, of all – because whenever I watch – the two games I actually did end up watching them play, yeah. <laughs> Denver ended up beating them. That's probably what's clouding my mind right now. But since you just told me it's 2-2, yeah. you know what? I'm going to go OKC in seven. It's going to be tough. Uh-huh. And the difference, I think, will be they don't have a guy to defend Paul George. That's something I mentioned before with Denver, like, in our previous conversations. They don't have a wing defender. Well, they do in like Craig, but I don't it's think small. Yeah, like Craig is Craig doesn't really uh, play offense, so I think that might be the key. Like when because there's a lot of times where Denver has to run like three guards. Yeah, and I think that would be the difference because I don't think they can defend Paul George with three guards I unless think, Paul George like struggles continue. Then I, I guess I think matter. OKC can like lock them up. So I'm I'm also going to I had OKC winning uh, this series. I just think, you know, Westbrook yeah. and Paul in theory, are just, like, you know, higher than, you know, the squad. Yeah. The in Denver theory, squad. I think they can lock them up, too. The only issue is I've seen, like, OKC flounder. Yeah. See, I think they can lock them up. I'm just worried about them offensively. With OKC, is always a worry. Like, before, they were able to, like, overcompensate because they had Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, but now, with Russ you need shooting the ball. Too. Yeah. Russ shooting the ball a little, like, worse now. Mm-hmm. The whole, like, like uh, ISO thing. ISO, like, every possession or whatever. Well, they don't ISO every possession, but, like, a majority of possessions. Well, like, the offensive sets are terrible. The to thing look at. is, Westbrook is, he, you know, he used to shoot the, the mid-range. And that, yeah. obviously that's not, oh, a good, that's not a good shot, yeah. but, like, you know, it was uh, in the... You know, in the, yeah, the he's really struggled line jumper. Year. He struggled this so, year. So, and you know, he has one of the worst percentages from three. Yeah, like I think his shooting is reflected in like his free throws a little bit. Like he's really yeah, struggling he's this like year. Sixty-seven percent. Like people said, it's like because of, like his routine. Like it might be that, but I think it might be a little bit more. Like for whatever reason, he just hasn't shot well. Yeah. Like you could say he's gotten old, but it doesn't. I can't really like. Uh, come to terms with that because he's still fast yeah. and he can still like like dunk on people which is why I'm like he can still do that but why did his shot disappear but maybe there's some correlation with the injury in his shot I think he needs I'm to stop sure. shooting three. Oh, they said something about his his free throw he used to have a routine yeah he used to have a routine and, and that would ex- no that would explain his struggle with his free throws well that, I, I mean that could yeah. also but, affect his shot too yeah, but you don't really have routine with your shot. Well, you so don't, but, like, if you don't see things going in the free throw line, you know, that's it's going to be hard to shoot from the floor. That's true. That could be it, but I just don't know. It's just something – this is just, like, kind of a bad year for them because, like, Paul George is balling out and Russell Westbrook is kind of, like, taking a bit of a backseat. And they kind of still need him to be a little bit – like, the older Westbrook where he can help carry the offense when needed. All right. Uh – 
Let's do the conference finals. Uh, we both have OKC and the Warriors. Is that a sweep for you? <laughs> Warriors, Warriors in four. Warriors in four because OKC can't hang offensively. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't, even if you can defend, like even if the game is close, yeah. you still need to be able to score down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And I think because they can't really do that, that's going to be a difference. Uh, I'll give the Thunder. I don't know. I, I, I'm not calling for a sweep. I, I, I'll either give them one or two games, but the Warriors will win this. I guess it's just kind of hard for me to imagine the Warriors kind of like losing this year. Because like last year, they kind of like, they kind of just like cruised through everybody. <laughs> And yeah, that was when Steph he, was hurt. <laughs> like, Steph to? was kind of, like, hobbling, I guess. Well, it's hard to say he was, like, hobbling. Like, he, they beat... Um, they beat the Spurs. They swept them, They beat right? the Spurs. Was it the Spurs? I know they beat um, New Orleans. They swept them, too. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, and then I, Houston won seven. Yeah, I feel because like they, they were, like... Iguodala was yeah, Their health was a little worse last year. Yeah. And I, they I, still kind of, like... <laughs> Walked over everybody. And then Houston had a home court. But now but the Warriors yeah. did take a game in Houston. And now that they're actually healthy, I'm just kind of like, am I going to like think they're going to step back now all of a sudden because they're healthy? I mean, like you can argue they had the Draymond thing and they have a chemistry issues and they have to introduce like a Demarcus. But I'm not really worried about that. I think that's all going to be fine, especially in the playoffs. Because like I'm pretty sure like they were talking about last year. They were like, oh, is this the year that they, like, fall off because, like, they were, like, struggling down the stretch or whatever. And I always feel like it's overblown. Yeah. Well, not feel. Like, I know it's overblown now with hindsight. All right, real quick. Just, just the team. You don't have to put the series. You had Golden State in Toronto. Yeah. Who, do you know who has home Who would have home court? I think, Toronto, I, I think Toronto has home court because they have 58 wins and Golden State has like 57. Actually, let me look this up real quick. I have it up. All right. Yeah, Toronto has uh, 58 wins. All right, who are you going? And Golden State Golden or State Toronto? Has 57. Actually, uh, you, can, you can do how many? Seven games, uh, Golden State. All right. Uh, I had Golden State in Philadelphia. Uh, I'm going Golden State in like six. I think Toronto can challenge. I just don't think they can win. <laughs> like that's I mean, I, that's how I. I mean, honestly, that's how I felt like in the East. Like I know in episode five, I was like all Celtics, but yeah. the Celtics were like the fourth seed, and yeah. I, I specifically said the Celtics had home court advantage. Then yeah. you know they would they could challenge the Warriors, yeah. but if they're going up to Oracle, I give the Celtics no shot. I mean, like in my mind, like what I thought the Celtics were going to be, I probably had them in the finals too. I had, yeah. I'm pretty sure I had them in the finals too. Because I expected, like, uh, the, I guess unreasonably now that you think about it, like a linear progression for Jalen. I expected the, I thought the South was going to be that yeah. 61 team. I thought they were going to be essentially kind of be like the team last year, where, like, makes it better because Jalen and. Especially Jaylen, because, yeah. see, I, I didn't foresee all these chemistry issues. Yeah, I, I mean, who did? Well, I, I mean, mean some, yeah. some insiders did, but I don't but have like, the type of access. The, the, the thing is. 
people have given Kyrie like a lot of shit, but like yeah. Kyrie played 60 games last year. Yeah. He got hurt in like March. Yeah. And they went on like a 18 game win streak yeah. with Kyrie. Yeah. So when it was bringing Gordon Hayward back, that, yeah. you know, disrupted, you know, the yeah. growth of Tatum and yeah. Brown. And then, but, you know, I thought, you know, they would be fine because, you know, Kyrie played most of the games, but boy, was I wrong. The thing is, like, even in my mind, if Gordon wasn't, like, 100% and he struggled a little bit, I was like, this guy might be your fifth option. Yeah. I don't know if it will even matter all that much. And it would just build on what we saw last year. Mm -hmm. But the linear progression didn't happen. No. That was unreasonable. Now that if you actually sit there and think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, not everybody just, like, linearly gets better. And then, like, yeah, the whole Kyrie thing where he was. Kyrie Kyrie was the only one who had the career year. I think Kyrie as a personality is interesting. Like I don't want to, like I don't I don't know him, so don't I don't really want to like judge him that that much, but I have a feeling that Kyrie is kind of a dweeb as like a human being. Like he's kind of weird. Yeah. I guess he's kind of like maybe like kind of reminds you like the way Durant holds himself. I mean that's why I think they got both going to leave and go to like New York cuz like the same guy. All right. They'll get along. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think it's inherently Kyrie's fault. It's just like a bunch of things I don't that think just it was his fault. yeah. I it think just it was it was like a whole like yeah you know, a bunch of things just ended up happening just, at the yeah. same time. Like you had Jalen who struggled to be like oh no I had to be the fifth option. Like I'm pretty sure Jalen was like you know what I play well last year. I almost uh, carried us helped carry us into the finals. Yeah. Why shouldn't I? Well, uh, that, I mean that was the, the whole role. thing along with expectations. Yeah, like the younger guys felt that they can do it. And then, yeah. you know, the whole expectations when they came back. Yeah. It was like, okay, you know, you're expected to do this. And when, you know, they, they I think they went 10 and 10 in their first, like, 20 games. So, you know, it started yeah. at the beginning of the season. And, then, yeah. you know, just, you know, it was up and down, up and down. Like, they would, you know. And then they had, like, that what, what that one 10-game winning streak or whatever it was. Yeah, they. I mean, they had a... Win, uh, pretty good one. Yeah, and I don't think they ever kind of like recaptured that again. Yeah, but that's the thing that's like really weird for me because like, like on like on paper, like by the stats, like they're playing really well. Mm-hmm. Like they have like the I think the fourth in like points differential or whatever. Yeah. And like when you look at that, you're like, why is this team struggling? Oh, they get blown out. They can't hold leads. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> like. It's just like the little they, stuff in between they just that happens. Play, they play to their opponent, and yeah. you know, it's just, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's hard for me to pinpoint because I'm not actually there, yeah. and I don't actually have the access of some of these uh, media people to actually know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I can just guess. I can only guess from what I see and what I read. All right, <laughs> All right let's get into uh, our game one. Uh, I guess predictions: uh, Milwaukee, Detroit. Uh, blow out Milwaukee. Blowout Probably Milwaukee. like 15 points, 20. Actually, I'll go with like 10, 15. Uh, I'll go Milwaukee. I'll, I'll say 10. Celtics, Pacers. I think the first game would be close. But the Celtics, since, you know, I think they're basically going to sweep themselves. So. Well, not really sweep, but at least like 1 5. I said in the last episode that I think. I, well, now that Smart's out, I had them going six, but originally yeah. I had them going five. Yeah. And I, I could either see the Celtics either losing the first game and winning yeah. four straight, or they just lose one yeah. in Indiana. 
I think the first game they might struggle a little bit. Yeah. That's I think you might be like within like five points. But that's only because I think they just like kind of getting this the, the first player game, their first player game together. Yeah. I think the Celtics will win yep. this one. Uh, I think it'll be like a little bit close, but Celtics think, obviously I, win yeah. out the end. I think the Celtics will win by like <coughs> five, six points. Yeah. Uh, Toronto, Orlando. I'm going to say it's close, but Toronto's going to win. Actually, well, I say it's close. You know what? I'm going to go with like a five, ten point spread. I'm going with Toronto's win. Toronto, eight points. Uh, Philly, Brooklyn. Let's go. It's obviously Philly's going to win. Ten points. Ten points. I think this might this one might be the blowout. I'll give them fifteen plus for Philly. The only reason I don't say it's a blowout for the first game only because like Joel is not going to be there. I don't think Joel is playing, so they're going to have to like readjust their game plan. And then they probably like the first time or whatever. Well, not the first time they played well with Joel, but you know, they've kind of struggled a little bit this year without him. So which yeah, is they, why I think they they're have. gonna they're gonna get their feet wet. He was right about that, but I already said it, so I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> uh, Golden State Clippers. Uh, Golden State. Uh, blow them out the gym. Yeah, blow them out the gym. Like 15, 20 points. 15, 20 points. Uh, I'm not going to go 20, but I'll go 10 to 15, Golden State. Uh, Rockets, Jazz. It's close. Uh, Houston, like, within five. I got the Houston Rockets with ten points. <laughs> I think that series is going to be very close. Yeah, I think we we both had them going six, so, yeah. Uh, Nuggets and the Spurs. Oh, this one's hard. Because I wasn't even, like, convinced which team was going to win. Yeah. Uh, let's go first game. Spurs. Spurs. I think the Nuggets will set the tone at home. Uh, they'll win a close one by like five. Yeah, it's going to be close. <laughs> and then uh, Portland, OKC. I'm going to go with OKC, no. Portland within five, only because they're at home. And I think it's going to be close. I think OKC will take game two, so I'm going Portland. Uh, same five points, Fred. Yep. You can follow the Make It Rain podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Make It Rain Pod. May, uh, we are on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Anchor, Google Play Music. And yeah, I just want, I wish everyone a good night. And uh, yay to editing. <laughs> <laughs>